Welcome to this week's End of Days update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I got England here with me, of course. He just said he decided he wanted to be in the shoot for a moment or two, and of course he'll start barking in a minute. We're coming to you uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Had such a great time in Owasso last Friday night at uh, Life Revolution Church. And then we went into Minnesota. We were in Princeton, Minnesota. We're at Eternity Church, had a great time. People were so hungry. Yeah, I say that every week, but gosh, the churches are getting so hungry for the coming of the Lord. The excitement is there because, man, the, the earth is making preparation for the entrance of the King. You see everything happening. It's amazing how the Scripture shows us it's all set up just like uh, Joseph presented himself to his brethren at the very end. Jesus is going to present himself to his brethren here at the very end. So, man, so much has happened this last week. With the update, we come to look at different things that have happened around Israel that point to the coming of the Lord. Because the second coming has tons of signs. I think we're at about 67 or 68 signs for our generation. But the rapture of the church is signless. We know the rapture is about seven years before the second coming. So uh, thank God that, uh, for correct teaching on the rapture of the church. Just like uh, the angels told uh, Lot, we can't do anything here in Sodom and Gomorrah until we get the righteous out. And uh, the righteous will be taken off the earth before the tribulation. Why? Because it's seven years of old covenant time that God owes Israel back. Gabriel said, hey, uh, you got 490 years, but Jesus came after 483. So God owes them a seven-year time period called the tribulation where he's going to deal with them. So let's pick up with what's happened all around Israel. Man, it's so cool what's happening that's so blatant pointing to the coming of the Lord. Probably specifically, uh, you had last Thursday, you had rockets fire from uh, Lebanon into northern Israel. And some interesting things happened with all that. So that was about three rockets that were fired. Come to find out now, it was Iranian militia, Iranian troops, militia troops inside Lebanon firing at Israel. So the next day, Hezbollah said, well, hey, let's get involved. They fired 19 rockets on Friday of last week. Well, uh, Israel's Iron Dome took out the majority of them, and Israel's retaliation was so interesting to me because normally when Israel retaliates, it's re very strong. They basically retaliated by firing out in fields and not really hitting the sites where those missiles were coming from, and it's come to find out why later was because Hezbollah was trying to lure literally Israel into hitting some houses and some places where civilians were. So you had Druze civilians and you had Lebanese civilians attack Hezbollah, literally humiliating. It was on social media and everything. So while Hezbollah was trying to lure Israel into hitting spots that would have hurt some kids and some other places, uh, they got attacked on their own. So it's it's so neat to see that happening. And so it made sense what Israel did, that they were real limited in their airstrikes and stuff. But reason being is that's the first time in 15 years that Israel's had to do airstrikes in Lebanon. Because the last war that was there, they, they said basically the next time this happens, we're going to annihilate you. So a lot's going on there and a lot's going on with Iran. You have the United States uh, CIA chief in Israel today meeting with the Mossad. Really what they're going over is Israel showing the United States the CIA that Iran's new president is basically so pro-Hezbollah, pro-Revolutionary Guard, that his foreign minister that he picked is completely uh, tied together with Hezbollah and Iran's Revolutionary Guard. To the point that while they're going through this, this uh, negotiation, Iran's coming out saying, we're not going to abide by any kind of nuclear agreement. And, and what the, I thought it was neat what the Mossad was showing the CIA chief was like, Iran wants to drag this out. And while all during negotiations, they're enriched in uranium so they can make a nuclear weapon. 
weapon. Such a big deal came out this last week. There were three or four different nuclear watchdogs that came out saying that Iran is about 10 weeks away from making a nuclear weapon. So we should be looking in the next couple of weeks, next four to five, six weeks, watch Israel do things either by cyber attack or either by actual missile attack to literally slow Iran down. Because man, this is getting to a head. So in the middle of that, you had China and Russia do a joint exercise, a military exercise in China. That's the first time ever the rabbis in Israel are like, man, this is a precursor to the Ezekiel 38 war. So it's intriguing to see rabbis waking up to the fact that nations are doing things that are strategically set up uh, for the coming of the Lord or what the Bible said so many years ago. Man, it's right in front of our eyes. You had the United States and Israel Air Force do a joint exercise this last week. So this is one of the first ones they ever did like this, basically protecting more of the Arab states and Israel, whereas before it was just exercises they were doing. And when they called them out like that, it's intriguing. So I thought it was kind of wild that Iran called on France's president to help them in the midst of negotiations. So it is interesting to see Macron being put in position to do what he's doing in France. Basically, they're, he's requiring French citizens to have papers, just like in uh, Germany in 1933, when you need papers to go out to the mall, you need papers to go to a restaurant, vaccination papers. So it's intriguing to see that happening. But really what made me interested was seeing Iran calling on him to help them with nuclear negotiations. So you had a Iranian ship blow up in the Syrian port. There's a lot going on with Iran trying to preemptively strike Israel on the seas. So it's all playing out right in front of our eyes. Literally things that the Bible said you'd see. What's intriguing is it's so quiet in some areas and, and uh, you've really got to dig to find some of this stuff, but it's happening. Things are being set up for the coming of the Lord. I mean, Turkey, after all their wildfires, they had mudslides, they had rain. Uh, Turkey's wanting to run uh, Afghanistan's Kabul's airport like they were going to do. So Turkey keeps doing the things that it's wanting to do to get closer to Israel, along with the Temple Mount stuff they talked about last week. So, so much is happening because Jesus is about to come. So it's exciting. Why do we get into this? We look at the finish line, we run faster, not slower. It's not an escape theology. It's a hustle theology, uh, like a two-minute warning in a football game. So we always go back to the scriptures. What well, the scriptures are very blatant, very clear, uh, how close we are to the coming of the Lord. I hear people say you can't tell. Actually, you can when you look at all the signs. So number one, Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem won back. After that you've got the Hebrew language restored. And you got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. Why is that a big deal? God said he would do these things just before the coming of the Lord. And once again, God said that it came to pass. God said it came to pass. You got the fertility of the land of Israel. You got the revival of the Roman Empire. You've got foxes showing up on the Temple Mount. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea. It's pretty amazing to see nature in all these other areas set up. You have 172 different species of predatory birds show up in the land. So you have the cleanup crew of the land after the Ezekiel 38 war and after the Battle of Armageddon. So they're there. They're in position. So you have the Temple Mount Institute that's in position. They, uh, they have six or seven red heifers. Uh, they found the oil of anointing out by where the Dead Sea Scrolls are. So they have everything they need. I mean, they're, they're ready to start having sacrifices. Just like we talked about the mayor of Jerusalem, uh, let them have sacrifices on the edge of the Temple Mount this last year, the year before they got arrested. So all these things are in position. You got men will be lovers themselves. You have selfie sticks. Pretty crazy to have the Bible say, this is what you'd see. It's all happening right in front of our eyes. I am intrigued that God's made it so clear for us so that we'll accelerate. We have a lot to do in a short period of time. So you have all these signs, which are amazing, but then you go from signs to signals. What were the signals? We talk about it every week. You had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. Pretty radical to have four in a row. NASA calls it a tetrad. When's the last time you have four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? Pretty remarkable. 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 
1948 when Israel was made a nation, and 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So you have uh, blood red moons coinciding with things happening with the nation of Israel. I mean, it's God's basically getting as loud as He possibly can when the heavens, the Bible says in Genesis that the planets would be for signals. And Psalm said the heavens declare the glory of God. So it's amazing to have God helping us so much with all this. Now, I don't need a sign because I have a witness in my spirit, but it is so kind of Him to do sign after sign after sign. So after that, you had the Bethlehem star. Pretty amazing. You had Jupiter, Regulus, Regal, king planet, Jupiter, king planet. Venus, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Venus, a mother planet. All three of them come together, came together at the birth of Jesus. The constellation was Virgo because he's born of a virgin. This last year, NBC Nightly News said, we have a celestial event. we got Jupiter, we got Regulus, we got Venus, a Bethlehem star. First time in 2,000 years. You had Mercury do a flyby of the sun. Happens several times in a century. It went down directly over the Temple Mount at sundown. The planets formed a sickle. The moon formed a sickle. <laughs> Orion changed his instrument to hammer. He had hammer and sickle on the same day. That's Russia's symbol. So you've got Russia doing all this stuff. I didn't even talk about China, once again, threatened Japan with nuclear weapons. Uh, North Korea yesterday threatened America with first strike capabilities with nuclear weapons. So it's all set up right in front of our eyes. The king's about to come back. So what do we do? Help our local church, help our local pastor. You get more engaged, you're more involved. The closer we get, the, the, the more intense it should be in our local church. Because uh, we have all hands on deck. How exciting to about to see Jesus face to face. Wow, he died for us. God raised him from the dead and he's coming back again. All throughout the New Testament, Paul talked about it. Timothy talked about it. Uh, uh, John talked about it. Peter talked about it. Jude talked about it. Jesus is coming back. Wow, how blessed are we to be watching the setup for the entrance of the king. Hey, come back this next week. We'll see what's happening with France. We'll see what's happening. I'm really intrigued what's going on with Turkey. I know England and with Iran. It'll be uh, interesting to see what has to happen to slow down their production of nuclear weapons. So great days ahead uh, for the church. Very scary for the world, uh, but, but uh, we'll, we'll see it all play out right in front of our eyes. Have a blessed, awesome week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.